Well, good evening out there, ladies and gentlemen, in the podcast world. Welcome back. I think this will be episode number five here of the Talking Dirt podcast. So good evening to you all. Good afternoon. Whatever time it is you're listening to this, coming at you on a uh, a miserable, rainy, dreary day here in uh, central South Carolina. So I hope the weather's a little bit better where you guys are at. And uh, we'll talk about weather in just a second because... Uh, Coming onto the mic now, you're the co-host of the series, a man who brightens up and makes sunshine on every day that he steps foot on. He's the voice of the common man's racer, the the slowest guy in the pack, uh, no pun intended. Uh, Big Papa, Matt Pridgen, back once again, co-hosting Talking Dirt. Matt, we got an interesting episode. First off, what's the weather like there? Um, is it as bad as it is here? Um, It's been raining over here all day, but I mean... It's it's not raining right now. If it is, it's a light drizzle. But it's definitely cloudy. There's no sun shining. I mean, it feels good outside. It's not hot. It's not cold. It feels good. Man, I'll tell uh, you what. It, it today started off. It was a beautiful. It was a beautiful day. Uh, the racetrack was gonna have practice tonight. I think they still are actually, even though it's kind of miserable and dreary outside. But uh. I think the racetrack's having practice right now, but uh, I decided to take my little butt to the house because I did not want to get wet, and we had a, a podcast to record, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you just jumped over the fact that I called you the slowest guy in the mid-pack. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> I well, you're not that slow. I'm waiting on you to like one day just be lightning quick. And well, here, you know, here's race. the way I think about it, okay? How, how many laps down are you? How many, how many laps down have I got you? Have you got me? Yeah, you're a lot of laps down. How's that? Every I'm not, I'm not, time I go, every time I go by you, when you're in that flag stand, you're going a lap down. I've never <laughs> been in the flag stand. I, did I say flag stand? I meant you did say flag stand. Come okay. on, Matt. Okay. Press box, man. Press box. Press, yes, I stay in the press box, and and yeah, uh, and Walter stays in the I flag stand. The, every time I cross the start finish line, you go a lap down. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll use that logic, and uh, I guess I'm a lot of laps down to you, but um, yeah, that that was that was an odd analogy there, but I, I give it to you. So I, I'm going to kind of let you run some of the show today because really and truly, not a lot at all, if any, racing uh, anywhere near us this week in uh, South yeah, Carolina. There was a couple okay. of there's a couple of super races. That's about it, you know. Yeah, not a lot of tracks around here right, usually race when <clears throat> Darlington comes around, I guess. To, and especially to not, being Mother's Day. Well, yeah, that too. I See, I've gotten used to Darlington being on Labor Day instead of Mother's Day. I, I kind of forgot. Mm-hmm. I didn't forget, like, Mother's Day. <laughs> but I, I didn't forget Mother's Day. But I, I forgot to correlate the two, you know, Darlington weekend, Mother's Day weekend, you know. Well, what what did uh what did Mama Pridgen get for Mother's Day? Uh, she got a hoodie, uh, a Mustang hoodie. A Mustang hoodie. You you know what I gave mine? What'd you give her? The knowledge of having one of the handsomest and uh, best appearing sons in the world. She's gotten that same present for about twenty four years now. You got a brother? Don't have a brother, nope. Uh, that that's kind of the whole point. Wait, the way you were talking about it, I thought you would have had a brother or something. No, I got, I got a little sister, <laughs> but uh, no. The the point still remains. I'm the the best looking son that she's got, so she can uh, she can be happy with that fact. 
Um, and also, I bought her a couple things, but I mean, they're it's stuff that knickknacks and saw all that she liked and all. But Mama had a good Mother's Day. Uh, future mother-in-law had a good Mother's Day too. We actually went to watch. Um, we took uh, my girlfriend's nephew. We took to the there was a monster truck event at Sumter, and they had an early Saturday show. Did, Matt, have you ever seen monster trucks in yeah, person? Yeah, they used to have the actual Monster Jam come to the Civic Center in Florence. Now, all right, so what was your opinion on them as a young child? They were freaking awesome. Has your opinion changed over time? Not one bit. Not one bit? Not one bit, because I'm going to tell you what, I see so many videos of these guys cutting flips, cutting cartwheels, walking the wheelies, and... All this and that, and then I seen I seen some guys the other day on TikTok, and they were absolutely ripping it. They were going about uh, 20, 30, maybe 40 feet in the air doing flips, just absolutely wilding out, and it was absolutely amazing to watch. Well, I, see, I'm I, I'm going to take an opposite stance there. Whenever I was a kid, they, they were amazing to watch, bad to the bone. I loved Monster Jam. But watching them as an adult, it's a little bit different because, and especially with my mindset, the the whole time I was, I was sitting there watching, I was like, "Man, I wish we were racing right now." You know? It was it was it was kind of it was kind of yeah. weird for me, especially I wasn't really I wasn't really involved in their show. I mean, I helped them out with some technical stuff, but it was it was a weird feeling for me. And this is part of my my mindset. It's a weird feeling for me now, after having done this for so long, to go to any kind of event at any racetrack or something that's uh, familiar with that and not be a part of it. It's it's a right. weird mindset. Like, if if I go just to, like, say I go travel with David or whatnot, and I'm not a part of that show, it's, it's a really weird experience for me to watch racing as a fan now. And it was even weirder to watch a monster truck show at the racetrack that I work at. If you, if that makes sense, yeah, I understand that. I've I've always said it, and if you ever see me at the track and I'm not racing, you've more than likely heard me say, you know, I hate coming to the track without my car. Yeah, I I, I if I'm not part of the the show, it's just a, a weird feeling of like you, you start nitpicking a, picking a couple things that like you think you could help them with and all. It's it's just it's a different. Yeah world from it's it's hard to go from from uh working behind the scenes at a track to watching is the same as it is if you go from driving to watching it's the exact same frame uh state of mind it's the right. exact same thing so that just kind of threw me off when i was trying to watch the monster trucks but those yeah, those guys and gals that, killed it that i was about to say because that sounds more like a, a you know you wanting to actually work at the track you're working at for the for the monster truck guys, but you know, I, oh, not I'm really t- towards not really towards the action within you know the monster trucking. No, no, okay, so yeah, exactly. As far as their show go, like, did I enjoy it? Whenever, like, okay, so I, we took a, a young child and he was just sitting on my lap and watching the expressions on his face while the while the trucks went over jumps and the buses and whatnot. It brought so much joy to me that I would happily do it again. But it did I deep down, like, if I throw all those facts out of my own personal head game, did I have enjoy it? Yes. 
Of course. I mean, I enjoy seeing anything like that, but it was just all it. There's just something it's in me that's like, dang, I, I wish I, because I tell you what the thing was the whole time. I don't, I don't know what's going on with the speakers at the track sometimes, but I th- don't know if he had the volume turned down a little bit or what, but it was a little bit quiet. And that's the right. one thing that I keyed in on the whole time, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm so nitpicky about that stuff whenever I'm doing it that when I hear somebody else do it and it's not the way that I usually not to the volume level or anything else that I usually have it at, then I pick up on that. It's, I don't know, man, my head's weird, bro. Yeah, I understand that. Like if it was a di- at a different venue, you would have had a better time. Yes, exactly. Yes. A hundred percent. 100%. But I will say that just from a show standpoint, they put on a spectacular show. Their announcer does a great job. I don't remember his name right now, but uh, whenever but yeah. I was up there with him, dude, that dude, he did a great job. Their promoter, she did amazing keeping those shows running. They did three shows in two days, and the last one, they came into that mat saying, We're going to run these shows, rain or shine, doesn't matter. And they honestly, they killed it, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, the reason it's entertaining for me is, like I said, the ability of the, the drivers. Yes, and I'm like, about to I, get in that in just a second. Like, I, I'm the type of person, I like wheel, I like, you know, any type of racing that takes a wheel man to do. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you just driving the crap out of it. Yep. And uh, it, this is one reason I, I'm also a fan of uh, rally truck racing, like the pro, the like the pro trucks on our racing and um, rally racing, like where they're racing through these country roads, they got fence posts with like rope tied around it and people standing on the side of like a one lane road. And these guys are just freaking hauling tail down this thing, doing jumps, drifting, all sorts of stuff, man. In my opinion, those are the best race car drivers out there. <laughs> so, well, yeah, they honestly they they are. I mean, you watch the rally cross guys, the F one, uh, the F one guys. They're all oh, freaking yeah, guys amazing, uh, dude. I and then I was uh, speaking of F one. Do you remember that crash a couple of years ago where the dude went under underneath the guardrail? Yeah, I, I think I saw I it on TikTok. I too. saw a thing where if the halo like on that animation. car, yeah, it was an animation. If the halo on those cars were yeah. like. A like centimeter he lower, he was dead. Yeah, like like they used to be. If first off, that's unsafe to have a guardrail like that at a racetrack that you're racing F1 cars at. And I think they've since fixed it and right. put in an actual safer barrier. Um, but yeah, that I remember that. If you guys uh, recall it at all, you'll know what I'm talking about. That was some scary stuff. Um, what was I getting at? Oh, wheelmen. Yeah, these these people that are driving and wheel ladies. These monster truck drivers were ripping on this. They made a smaller course uh, around our infield, mm-hmm. and they were doing they were doing truck races and all. They were just doing like one lap races. But um, there was a lady there, a, a a lady driver. I can't recall her name. Um, and I wish I could. Because, uh, I mean, obviously this was a week ago, and I kind of forget names once I've seen them. But she dominated the... They had a trick competition to start it, and then she uh, won the, the freestyle competition afterwards. She went crazy pulling front wheelies and stoppies and all kind of st- stuff that trucks should not That's be able to do. 
That's awesome to see. Dude, oh my god, these things these things were pretty cool. And I honestly, Matt, I think that I can build one. All they were are just stock body like Fords and Chevys and Tahoes and whatnot. These trucks in particular. All they were were stock bodies of trucks put on top of frame, big old frames. Well honestly, I, I think it would take a while a lot of money, but we could build one. Well, if you build one, I know who ain't gonna drive it. You. No. Yeah, me. <laughs> You'd be scared. If you build it, yes. <laughs> hey, mate, I get some banjo, people I know to build it. Banjo, yeah, I'd feel comfortable. I was about to say I will get I'll get I'll get banjo <laughs> to build it. it. It'll be fine. <laughs> and uh <laughs> So, yeah, if, if you guys out there listening were able to go to those monster truck shows this past weekend, I hope you had a great time. Hope you guys are ready to get back to uh, to racing just as much as I am because, boy, I cannot wait for this weekend. And we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, as far as While racing, you were doing that. that yes, you were weekend, in Darlington. I was in Darlington. That you were. And they, had some, they had some good races going on. Uh, Did they? The last lap of the, I still call it the Bush Series. I don't know what it's called now, but Xfinity, I believe. Well, the Bush Series, <laughs> they um, dude, it it was it was crazy. The last probably like twenty laps, but that last lap, it it got wild. I mean, they were going into turn three. I, I'm pretty sure they were like three wide, two wide. I mean, it was everybody was going for the win, and that's what you like to see. The parade they had was pretty good, and they had um. I think it was the Tim Clark band out there after the race playing. They did. They didn't do a bad job. They did pretty good. Um, was there a pit party this this race? No, the weather was awful. <laughs> Plus, I Hold on, now. I heard the weather was perfect Sunday. Sunday afternoon wasn't bad. Sunday morning, absolutely windy and cold. Oh. And then Saturday night. I went I went to sleep around nine thirty. Um I I was trying to watch the World of Outlaw race on dirt vision and uh, ended up falling asleep. But so I didn't really do nothing Saturday night. It it was it was still windy and cold though. Um Yeah, Sunday it Well they, I, uh, I do have to say that We'll talk about the uh, the NASCAR race here real quick, the Cup Series race, if you want to call it that. Uh, I was absolutely heartbroken, um, uh, and you kind of <laughs> you kind of picked on me about it. Uh, yeah. The story time. Uh, we'll go about. So, I start this saying this: I've been playing uh, NASCAR related video games and iRacing and stuff for my entire life, and. I think, what was the year? It was like 2017, 2018, maybe. I was uh, playing the NASCAR Heat 2 game, I believe it was, on the Xbox. And there was a there was an incident. It was on a live stream that I was doing whenever I was streaming on Twitch at the time. And oh. it was the last lap of a race. Uh, I think I was at Richmond. And I was leading by about a second. And all of a sudden, a car was stopped on the track, and it pulled down into my lane and took me out. And that guy was there. the The car in the game was the likeness of Ross Chastain. So at that moment in time, I decided that he was my 
he was the one driver that I disliked the most. I knew nothing about him. Like I didn't know any of his background. I knew nothing. I didn't even know the name. This was when he first got in the Cup Series. I understand. I always had rivals, like personal rivals, in in like single player. I don't know if you're talking about single player. No, this was this was a multiplayer. It was like a. Uh, uh, It was like a. We had like eight of us that were racing, and the rest of the field was just AI. And uh, AI on those games were not very good. If you uh, if you played any of them. And uh, they would NASCAR just. NASCAR Heat was terrible for online. I'm just yes, saying. it was. Yeah. And then a couple of the games since then haven't been great. And now they're getting a little bit better. And big news sidetrack. Uh, this is where my mind goes sometimes. Uh, there is going to be a World of Outlaws and iRacing partnership. They're bringing a game to the Xbox and I believe PlayStation. Yep. How about that? Obviously, I won't play it because I'll play PC, iRacing, that kind of stuff. But. Uh, Dude, that's going to be pretty intense for those guys that are stuck on console still. Is it is it iRacing or is it? Mm-hmm. It's it's iRacing. iRacing is a company partnered with World of Outlaws to create a, a World of Outlaws video game. Okay, so it's just going to be sprint cars, late models, probably. Then I'm assuming like so. Modifieds. I don't think uh, it. I don't think that could. Well, the way these new consoles are, they they're just as good as a PC, so they'll pretty much yeah. look just as good. Yeah, and I'm thinking and, that and the, the biggest part small. of the, I'm thinking that the biggest part of the iRacing partnership comes in with track licensing, because right. iRacing has licenses to to, and they also have the textures and the scans and all for all these dirt tracks. Right. So that's that's where the world world of Atlas partnered up with iRacing. Plus, they've had a partnership since. Dirt cars were announced into the game back in what yeah. was it, 2015? I think is when uh, Dirt long. first came to uh, first came to uh, to iRacing. It's shoot, and we'll talk a little bit about that later, dude. 2015 was a crazy. I remember when Dirt first was on iRacing, uh, dude. I would stay up for hours just watching the broadcasts and stuff of those of those. Uh, I remember all that was races and stuff. Arfa, dude. Arfa. Oh my gosh. Yes, guys, this is the video game episode. <laughs> I'm talking there apparently. R Factor was crazy. Those were tough times. Hey, dude, R, and then you had Dirt to Daytona way before that. Obviously, oh it was mostly gosh. NASCAR That's, stuff. That was my first racing game. Yeah, that was my second. I think I bought it way after it came out. I, my first racing game was NASCAR Thunder 2004. And I still vividly remember the entire soundtrack from that game. The entire cutscene log, everything for when you started started up those old EA Sports uh, games, and they had like the the videos of the drivers talking to you before it started up. Yeah, I remember yeah, every yeah. single one from NASCAR yeah, Thunder yeah, before. It's in the game. Yeah, that <laughs> that dude. Oh my gosh, dude! That, talk about memories. NASCAR Thunder 2004, still my favorite NASCAR game to date. Honestly, I wish NASCAR the NASCAR games hadn't went away from EA Sports because. The EA Sports NASCAR games were probably the best NASCAR games, other 100%. than obviously iRacing and other simulators. But I mean, you can't really compare a simulator to a game. No, definitely really. not. But it is the best NASCAR franchise game of all. One hundred percent. EA Sports. Yeah, I remember when, when they did the NASCAR. team control too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, sweet. dude! Memories. Holy cow! Drivers. Yeah, you could. You could swap drivers and like give commands, basically. Tell, tell them to pit. Tell them yeah. to fall behind you. I mean, holy cow! Where did that go? Why isn't that in the new games? I don't know. 
Oh my gosh, yeah, that's crazy. So where were we before before we got on this side Darlington. train? <laughs> Darlington. <laughs> okay, no, we're, we're across Chastain. So Chastain oh, rakes yeah, me yeah. that that fateful night at, at Richmond when I'm leading the race. I decide that he is now my least favorite driver. I do not like him ever. And then I kind of looked up who Ross Chastain was right. and figured out that he was a, a a commonly watermelon farmer from the great state of Florida. And I was like, dang, this guy's actually really not that bad. Why don't I like him? And and we go to uh, went to Darlington in 2019. Um, this was the the race that it it rained um, profusely for a long period of time. Um, Ross was starting probably 30th out of the 36 or 38 cars they had at the time. And, uh, and myself had had a little too much, um, inebriated, as you said last week. Yeah, I was, I was, I was a little, a little, uh, gone to the wind, we'll say. Um, and I decided in my drunken glory that it would be a fantastic idea to cheer for Ross Chastain every lap of the entire race. 367 laps. I cheer for Ross Chastain 363 times because he was four laps down. Yes. <laughs> did you catch the? Did you catch it all? What I just said. Like, I run it. I run it back. I run it back. I run it back. No, no, no. I, 367 I, laps of the race. I cheer for Ross Chastain 363 times. Oh, so you're being? I didn't. I heard what you said. I didn't know if you were being literal or not. It was four laps down at the end of the race. I think I remember that correctly. Um. Or something like that. It, it, it was one or two or three or four. I don't know. But either way, I cheer for him every single lap of that race. Um, I made a tweet about him earlier in that day, um, and he never responded to me, so I was kind of upset about that. Uh, but still became a huge Ross Chastain fan there and then was happy to see him get that 42 ride last season and then was kind of worried going into this year what was going to happen with him, you know, because... Obviously, he was out of the 42 car and what, what's going to happen. And then Trackhouse comes. And, Matt, I'm going to say it right here. Ross Chastain is the best thing going in NASCAR today. Disagree with me. I dare you. I mean, I ain't going to agree or disagree. I mean, he's doing his thing for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Ross Chastain. I, I I remember when he was in the Bush series, every year he'd come to Darlington, him and Kevin Harvick would be wrecking each other. Yep. That, yeah. uh, That's Hunt, true. Hunt, Kevin Harvick was in the Hunt's Pizza car, I think. Yep, that he was. Uh, that I mean, he was. But still, he, I mean, Ross, Ross is definitely my favorite he's now. He's himself this year. I mean, he, dude, he is, man. It went in a lot of different kind of racetracks, too. So that, that, that's a big deal yeah. when it comes to that Cup Series stuff. Even though, obviously, guys, this is Talking Dirt. We're talking about asphalt. I know it was a slow re- week in, uh, in dirt racing. Sorry. Uh, we're going to continue well, rambling. Also, also I want to I want to point something out. Because I had a friend who's not into racing. He was like, people actually go to that? Not, you know, I got to thinking, you know, like, yeah, people do. But at the same time, I think more people should go. Because, I mean, if we're obviously, our audience is probably more than, it's probably like 99% in uh, South Carolina. I'm 99% sure. sure everybody's in South Carolina. This okay. is the only professional event that comes to our state that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we don't have NFL. We don't have NBA. We don't have uh, MLB. We don't have, you know, all the other stuff. But we got NASCAR. I think that's something, whether you like racing or not, that's something you should be proud of at least. 
we we do have uh a, a do we do have a pressure a professional event coming to our state so i mean it it's and it's good for the city it's good for the county it's good for the for the state that's what that's, that's what know. i always wondered about darlington you take one of the smallest cities in south carolina and you put this one hundred thousand capacity place in the middle of it, but it works out perfectly because Darlington's like right there in the middle of most of the big cities. You got Charlotte a little f- a little further away. You got Fayetteville, which holds a lot of people that are in the, on the North Carolina side. Then you got Florence right there, something right there. Columbia's right there, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then you got people travel up from the beach. So Darlington's kind of in a perfect spot. Uh, the only thing that'd be better if it was in Sumter because Sumter's literally in the middle. But I mean, really, Darlington's there. Well, and- I love that track, man. I've been there f- for years and years and years, and it never disappoints. Well, and you watch you watch it on TV. I personally haven't watched Darlington on TV since I can remember, but um. From being there, I can see that the stands are full. And for the past, yep. I don't know how many years, but you start at other tracks, start to see empty seats, and yes. a lot of the tracks. Darlington is one of the one of the only tracks that sell out. And this past year, that stadium was empty. Or this past weekend, that stadium was empty. They didn't even open the backstretch up. Dang, that, well, I mean, you think the weather played a lot into that? And Probably the weather. Maybe there were, there was a lot day. of stuff that, that, that could have played into a uh, lack Mother's of attendance day. at Darlington also, and Mother's Day. Also heard that they are going to do some reconstruction to that track. What they're going to do really? is they, what I heard now. I don't take this as the 100% truth. This is just rumors. I heard that they were going to tear down the back straightaway stands and – um make it to where people can pull up their RVs against the wall. Maybe I don't know. That would like, be pretty cool. Yeah. That kind of old school, uh, more of a short track vibe, you know? Well, Matt, if, if, uh, if you and I end up doing a radio show here in a couple of weeks, uh, we can, Mike can talk to a Darlington president, Carrie Tharp about that. Yeah, we, we could, we could, if, if we do end up doing that radio show, obviously, um, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Monday evenings on, Eagle 92.9, uh, apparently Matt has gotten us an invitation to come on the show at some point, so that might be something to look forward to in the future. Now, let's let's get back to this cup race. Obviously, uh, Kyle Larson went out early. Uh, yeah, I hated it. What, I what looking, did you see that happened? Well, first off, I want to start by saying the first thing I saw right time we got done unloading the truck and setting up the campsite oh, yeah. is I look up. Literally, we just got done. Got done folding the chairs out, putting the stakes in the tent. We, lo- I look up. Chase Elliott's coming into turn three, and I see the the tail end of that car slip up, and I said, "Oh yeah!" And then he just yeah. looks around and just smacks the wall, and I that made my weekend already. And I hadn't been. Are there you a Chase Elliott hater, Matt? Uh, or are you indifferent uh, uh, about Chase? Right. Here, here's the thing. I'm salty with Chase Elliott because he's the same exact age as me, and he's okay. he's in NASCAR. <laughs> but, but well, it goes so, along with being the son of a million dollar Bill Elliott. But that's I always say that. I say if he was Chase Pridgen, he'd be right. So if he was Chase Pridgen, he'd be doing this podcast with you right now. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. So. 
then when when the when the that wave of drivers started coming in, I was a Ryan Blaney fan because he's he was driving for Wood Brothers, and hmm. that's who I pull for. Whoever's in the twenty one car, I pull for. I'm a fan of. Okay, I, you know I'm old school. I like the Wood Brothers. That's you so know. you were a anyway. Matty D fan at one point. Yep. Oh, yep. So, he was one of my favorites back in the day. So um, I lost track of where I was at. Uh, you were happy that oh, Chase, yeah, Chase Elliott, Elliott Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott, yeah. So then, you know, Brian Blaney started winning before Chase Elliott did. But I mean, Chase Nass- has the Cup championship though. No, no, no. I'm talking about when they first started when they oh, were okay. rookies. Okay. Brian Blaney had started winning before Chase did, and. NASCAR was still making Chase Elliott the poster child, and he was doing mediocre at best. And I just—it just annoyed me that Ryan Blaney wasn't getting the attention he deserved. But you know, it is what it is. But I will say, I have gained respect for Chase Elliott. That man—he—he's been out here driving all sorts of different cars. Yes, you know, he raced the late supers at Bristol. Not this past year, but last year. And I appreciated that because, you know, a lot of a lot of guys went to the 604 class. Not him. Yeah. He went straight to the top. In a no, no. He, he, ran, he ran a 604. No, he was running in the Super no, Race at Bristol last year. Chase Elliott won the first night for 604s. Oh, he did. Yeah. Either way, though, he was still in a Super with very little experience in a late model, mm-hmm. a dirt late model. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and then I, I've seen him. He he got in a midget. I think I don't know if he's gotten in a sprint car. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But I know he got in a midget. I think he was at Chili Bowl. Yeah, he was at the Chili Bowl. And um, you know, I seen a video of him running up front in a rally race, dude. I mean, he was wheeling that thing. I was, yeah, dude, dude can drive so any I, kind I, of car. I, I I have gained respect for him. Now Good. his dad, I do I do like Bill Elliott. Who doesn't Billy like Billy? Like, come on, man. Billy is one of the most likable guys of all time. And, and so we've we've covered that part. Now, did you see, obviously, your your setup is kind of looking towards turn three. Did you see the pass? Did you see it in real time? Which pass? The last one. Nope. Left. Didn't, we left. Come on. We left about 50 to go. You miss all the good stuff, Matt. Got to beat the traffic. Had work next day. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, have you seen it since then, at least? Yeah, I have. I mean, I have. Um, here's here's the thing. We see. It. I've seen a lot of arguments about it. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's racing for a win. And Byron was dude didn't have rear, a rear tire left to save his life. He was all over the place for the for the four or five laps that preceded it. Logano so, did what he had to do in one. So here, here's the thing. So these two guys are obviously racing for their first Darlington win. Darlington is one one of those tracks every driver wants to win at. Yes, because it's a challenge. And you know, I was I was pulling for Kyle Larson this past weekend because I wanted him. I wanted to see him obviously. get his first win. I want to see him get his first win there. He he should have had it when he was in the forty two car. I mean, there was one year he mm-hmm. he lapped up to third place and didn't win because of a bad pit stop. Anyways, yep. 
That's why I think stage racing is bogus, but that's a story for another time. Continue. So, so um, I saw a clip today on Facebook where the 24 did run Joey Logano up into the wall coming off of two. I, I think that was with like 30 to go. Okay. Um, and I, and they, they said it, that Joey said it, you know, ticked them off kind of, but you know, you were racing for your first win at Darlington. You got, you got to do what you got to do, you know? Exactly. I mean, I, I don't fault him at all. I'm not a Joey Logano fan by any means. It, the way I see it is does the 24 and Jeff Gordon and all them deserve the right to be mad? They no, they deserve the right to be disappointed. And Jeff Gordon's literally done the same thing in his career. Yeah, I mean, what <laughs> and I was a huge Jeff Gordon fan, but I'll admit it. I, I was mean, too. well, but here's my thing. I saw it as a Dale Earnhardt move. Yes, I really I did. Know. He did. He didn't mean to, you know, wreck him. He didn't mean to spin him out or try to I spin him out to or rattle his cage. He was just trying to rattle his cage. That's <laughs> it. And that cage got rattled. I mean, it did suck because he popped two tires and limped home like 15th, but it it's racing. It was an interesting finish, which is exactly what Darlington wanted. And that's oh, exactly yeah. what Darlington's going to give you. And that's exactly what we got. So, I mean, can't fault anybody there. They'll live the race another day. Man, it, it just took me oh, back gosh, to my child. Yeah. It took me back to my childhood. I mean, that, gosh, it, yeah. 17, you know, it looked yep. like Matt Kenseth out there. Jeff Gordon was out there. Uh, Jeff Burton. I, th- I think that's, that's Harrison Burton's dad, right? That it is. is it Ward Burton? Yeah, Jeff No, uh, I think Ward is just... I'm going to look that up. Keep talking. Then you had, you know, Martin, you had two Mark Martin cars. Uh, I mean, it, it was just... It brought me back to my childhood. Made made me a little bit more excited because normally I don't pay much attention to the race. But I, because of the, the, the great throwbacks this year, I was absolutely glued to the track. I, I was watching... I didn't really watch the leaders. I just, I, whoever was two or three wide, I, that's who I was watching. I was, you know, looking through the field. Hey. There was a bunch of points where I couldn't even tell you who the leader was. Uh, yeah. I mean, most of the time it was either Logano, Larson, or Chastain. So, I mean, you were, you were kind of right there. Uh, you didn't really have to guess too much. But, uh, yes, you were correct. Uh, Harrison Burton is the son of Jeff Burton and Jeb Burton is the son of Ward Burton. I had them two, I had those two confused for some reason. Uh, but overall, what uh, good a, this experience at Darlington for you compared to the last hundred years that y'all have been there? How, how did this one compare? I'm not going to say it's the best one because <clears throat> the best one was the year Jeff Gordon won. And I went mm-hmm. down, stood outside of victory lane and Rick Hendrick, uh, Rick Hendrick came up to me and gave me one of the hats really from, uh, victory lane, which ended up later being signed by Jeff. No, that oh. one didn't get signed. I got another one that's signed, but I do have one of his victory lane hats. And that, 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 that was awesome. Well, even it, it, it kind of not as cool, but kind of cool. Um, so somebody that was in my life whenever I was younger, uh, used to, he was a firefighter, and he would work uh, as as a firefighter for like the crews and stuff at at Darlington. And right. on one of the practice days, he was with uh, it was the eighty eight car right after Dale Jarrett got out of the car. Ricky Rudd was driving it, I believe. Yeah, Ricky Rudd. 
this was is like when the Car of Tomorrow first came out. So like oh eight, oh nine, the yeah, same year that Jeff Gordon won. Jeff Gordon won, I believe. So he was working with the Ricky Road Pit crew, um, and after after uh, practice was over, they were doing uh, pit crew practice and all that, and that. I guess they they wore a pair of gloves out or something that were like the actual the pit crew gloves that a tire changer would use. Mm-hmm. I the, got a pair of Yeah, it, he he turned to him and said, "Hey, you got a kit or something you could give these to?" And he's like, "Yeah." They, he gave them to me. Like I went over there and got them from the guy and all. It that was one of the coolest experiences of my life. That was freaking awesome. So the um, pair of gloves that I got there, I could tell they were the tire changers because mm-hmm. they got the index finger and the thumb. The tips of those two fingers cut off so they could screw the nuts on or something, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is that is pretty cool. And, uh, like, just other things, dude, vivid, vivid memories of Darlington, like, going around after the races and collecting little pieces of rubber and, like, hoping that you could build a tire one day or something. Dude, and, I've brought home... <laughs> Old tires. I've lug nuts. Lug nuts. There was one year I even got uh Kyle had Kyle Bush had wrecked in practice. Uh-huh. His car to Mars. It, he wrecked in practice, and I ended up with the splitter off of that car. It sat up really? for a long time. Yeah, I had one of Kyle Bush's splitters from a car he wrecked at Darlington. I bet you that's worth some money now. Where's it at? Uh, I threw it away. Why did you what? I, I mean, there was no way I could prove it was his. I mean, it, it wouldn't have been worth nothing. Mm, I mean, you could just say it was. People believed you and bought it. And <laughs> nowadays, for memorabilia stuff like that, you got to Memor- have a, memorabilia is, is you have a, a hot of authenticity. Yeah, but memorabilia is hot right now. It, is, it has been forever, but um, my, it dad's, is hot. my dad's got a gold mine in his in his closet. He's really. Got a, um, Got a, a old school Gatorade hat signed by every single Earnhardt. Well, obviously, other than Ralph and I think Carrie. Really? So all the sun or the I know L, what I'm looking for next time I'm in the prison just, house. <laughs> so <laughs> he, yeah, he's got a lot of memorabilia stuff. There, there's a whole thick binder of trading cards and dude i remember taking the uh like the programs they used to give out at darlington mm-hmm. and just walking around the pits i've got programs that are filled with signatures from front to back where it has like the little driver bios i don't have filled with them i don't have those but i do have one that my dad bought from the 80s ill in mint condition really and yeah and then in 2012 i started buying my own because i was going to start my own collection of them so maybe okay. i could give them muscle in one day i got 12 13 14 i missed 15 i didn't get one that year i got 16 missed 17 and i think 18 i can't remember how many of them i got they're sitting over there but- so okay so not purchased off of ebay or anything what's the coolest signature that you've been able to get at a nascar race when you were a kid Okay, so I've I've gotten a lot of signatures. Okay. Um cuz I used to could get in the pits and everything. You know, I got oh, the Jeff lucky lucky. I got Jeff Gordon, I got the the race day, the Home Depot helmet from race day signed by all those guys. Uh-huh. Um Oh, that that's pretty cool. I've had I got plenty of poster cards. 
mm-hmm. signed by a bunch of drivers. But I'm gonna tell you my favorite one with you know my favorite my favorite story at least for this one. I was in the pits, you know, the drivers was walking by. I was getting just about everybody's autograph. And this this firefighter came up beside me. And he asked me, he said, man, by any chance, has Mark Martin already come through? I said, yeah, man, he came through about five minutes ago. He said, dang, I was really hoping to catch him. He said, my, I got some family that are big Mark Martin fans, and their house burnt down, and all their, all their you know, Mark Martin stuff was gone and along with everything else. And I was like, you know what? I really want this, but (laughs) you know, y'all are in a bad situation. So I I gave him that, that poster card and he, he was really grateful. He, he acted like I just gave him a thousand dollars or something. And that, that felt real special to me. Now he could have been lying to me. I don't know, but I I I was taking him for, yeah, if he was, oh, well, I'd really hope not. Dang, man, you got cooler stories than I got. I mean, obviously, I've gotten, um, I don't know if you remember at the State Fair, they used to have race nights and stuff. And I've, I've gotten, like, David Strimmy out of there, I think. And uh, Sterling Marlin was the coolest one. I've got a couple of Sterling Marlin hero card autographs. And he was one of my, one of my favorites back then because I love the Coors Light car. And I love Coors Light today, so I guess it kind of makes sense now. Um, but the coolest <laughs> I've gotten at yes. the racetrack um, and this might just be me as, as the, the young kid that grew up wanting to announce races thing, but Jeff Hammond, do you remember that name? Oh yeah. Jeff Hammond was like the voice of NASCAR there for a little while. I'm not sure if he's still doing calls. I don't really watch NASCAR as much as I used to, but I got to meet Jeff Hammond one time and he signed some stuff for me. And that was one of the coolest autographs I've ever gotten. Besides obviously I've gotten AJ Allmendinger, David Reagan, um, Martin Truex Jr. Before he was big time. Uh, who else are we looking at? Oh, Carl Edwards. That was a big one for me. Carl Edwards was a cool one to get because I just randomly ran into him in the pits you one know, time. You know, he raced at Lakeview before. Did he really? Yeah, he raced the modified. Really, he, I had no idea. Dad, yeah, yeah, he did. Like when he'd come to Darlington, he'd have a ride at Lakeview. I don't know hmm. if it was every year, but you know, I, this was back when he was racing trucks. I think. Okay. One cool thing about him too, I was a real little, I was real little, and I had just gotten me a, a '99 diecast. Uh huh. And you know how they ride on the back of the trucks. Well, yes. I was standing right there at pit road. Do they still do I, that? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I I don't know what made me do it, so I just held the '99 car up. <laughs> and he just pointed and laughed and not not in a, like a picking way but like a whoa that's cool way yeah you know? oh also i have a um a rookie autograph greg biffle car i just remembered that that's pretty cool greg biffle is one of those guys like he was um, if you didn't grow up in that era <laughs> yeah you, you don't, don't know who greg biffle is, is. <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> like, I grew up watching it, and I had I knew some people were Greg Biffle fans, but like people today don't know Greg Biffle, and yeah, it's it. But dude, dude was freaking amazing when he drove. You want to know something? What's that? Oh, sorry if I interrupted you. No, you're good. Go ahead. So, my very first autograph that I got myself, Kevin Harvick. Ooh, I don't remember what my first one was. 
Kevin Harvick. I, I have no earthly idea. I, so maybe, I don't even. I he just autographed a random shirt that I was wearing. I had a dude. I had a bunch of old ones. Like you remember the, the back in the like the lower cup guys before they got real yeah. big, they would go to their their souvenir haulers and sign at a certain time. Yeah. And we used to do three day camp out at Darlington. We just sit there and wait on them. And I don't remember who the first one I ever really met was. This is back when I was five, six years old, so I don't really don't remember. But uh, yeah, those are some great stories. Now let's let's flip it. Dirt drivers. Who's the the most high, high profile guy that you've had an encounter with? And I think I know the answer, but the people don't. So tell them. Uh, as far as driving or social media. <laughs> Well, like, I mean, meeting in person, not really driving against, but like, like super okay. late model drivers. Like who's, who's that guy that you've met? So I've, you know, being a support division driver, I've met a lot of them. You know, I part me and Jonathan Davenport was parked right in front of each other. Funny story. This was at Cherokee. Funny story. He was walking by my car to go to the, uh, go to the pill draw or no, he was coming back from the pill draw and you know, he, he kind of giving the car a little peek and he didn't see me there. And I was like, then he saw me and then I was like, Oh no, don't worry. You can look under there. <laughs> I said, just as long as I can go look under yours. <laughs> he just I'll let you see mine if I can see yours. <laughs> yeah. he, he just laughed and kept walking. Um, I've met Kyle Larson, which I met him at Darlington. Um, uh-huh. Chris Ferguson. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Chris, <laughs> and cool thing about Chris, he's an awesome, he's an awesome dude. He uh, got me an absolute steal on my Butler built seat. Uh-huh. And, you know, in- interacting with him to get that was easy. He, he was quick to respond and all that. Hey, Chris, Chris is and, a trip, dude. He's awesome. I mean, random kid on Instagram trying to buy a seat and he just gave me his number. I was like, okay. Yeah. He'll do that. Chris, Chris is an awesome guy. I've interacted um, with him a, a couple of times. I mean, obviously we, we played iRacing with him and all, um, not, not very often, but obviously I've interacted with him in real life, uh, traveling around with David and all that. Chris was is that one time really he awesome. Absolutely. Screened me at Lernerville. I still have. Yeah. He, he'd be going to him, Trent Ivy. Kyle Hardy, all those guys that raised late models IRL are kind of rough on iRacing, and I don't know why. But I met um Jimmy Owens, I met Josh yep. Richards. Um that's about it, you know. So no 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 Scott Bloomquist interactions? No, no one. Have you ever seen him race in person? Yeah, no. No, I haven't. He, I haven't he came either. to the first Lucas Oil race I went to, that's the one where I met Josh Richards and Jonathan Davenport uh-huh. and Jimmy Owens for the first time. He got there and he was going to race, but he started park. And uh. the funny thing is, I was on me and Dad were on the infield and he pulled up and parked right beside where we were and I was I was going to go take a picture with him while he's still sitting in the car because he sat You're in there freaking out. helmet on the whole race. Wow. And my dad was like, no, don't do that. He had a bad race. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't don't mess with somebody after they have a rough one. I, I, I don't do it. Uh, you shouldn't uh, either. I'll tell you the coolest person, though, that I've talked to uh, that, that's a, a big name in the late model world is actually Brandon Overton. 
I, I think I've told you this before. Dude, Brandon is the most laid back, chilled out, country cool. as heck person to talk to. And when I say country, dude, I mean country. Like he talks, he talks to when he gets on the phone with David and they're even talking to me at the track or something like that. He he just says the most off the wall stuff, but you understand it because that's the same way that we talk, you know? He doesn't like put on talking to people to try and make himself sound more professional. He is who he is, no matter who he talks to. And that's pretty dang cool. Like just hearing him talk to David about shocks whenever they were running the same packages and just telling him how, how to, how to, you know, go about doing setup stuff. And David's like, David looks at me and goes, it doesn't make any sense, but it makes perfect sense. (laughs) <laughs> like you can barely make out what he's saying, but it all makes perfect sense. I understand him completely fine. It, uh, it's just the way that he how, talks. That's how it was, Mister Billy, too. Yeah, that is how it was, Mister Billy. That's right. Good. That's how. It, that's how it is with a lot of people in that world. Oh, yeah. Like they they say stuff that you're like, that doesn't make sense, but then you do it and it makes sense. Right. In that world, and uh, hey, Matt, we're already running out of time. We only got like. 10 minutes left in the show. So uh, let's talk about one of the other things we want to talk about real quick. Um, We'll talk about some iRacing. Obviously we've been talking about video games a lot in this episode, but this past week or earlier this week was the biggest money racing event on the simulation. As far as dirt is concerned, I'm not sure if there's an asphalt race that pays more. Well, late model. I don't know. Is there a sprint car that pays more? No, no, there's not. I'm pretty sure it's the biggest money race at all in iRacing, which is really cool for it to be yeah. dirt. But uh, these guys have been doing this for 14, I think it's 14 years now or 16, one or the other. It's an, it's an even number, if not an odd number. I do know that. But um, they were doing it way back on R-Factor and other games, the, the Spring Fling. Um, still sponsored by Schaefer's Oil, so it's cool that company stick with the iRacing stuff. Um but yeah, the spring fling was Monday or a Sunday and Tuesday. So on Mother's Day, and then again they ran the the final feature on Tuesday. And uh, on Sunday you saw I think who was it Blake Majulis won the feature the first feature, and then um, who was it Dylan Hauser won the the second feature. Those two huge names in the uh, the i racing late model world. Uh, and obviously I think Matt you were cheering for Majulis to win that one. Yeah, I I mean he's he's doing good right now. I mean, and also he's with Chris Ferguson. So yeah, he's with Chris Ferguson. Uh, Kevin Deadman's with Chris Ferguson. Uh, Uh, Funny story, did yeah Evan C's with Chris Ferguson as well. And funny story, did you see there was a a video that XR released, or uh, it was either VLR XR, one of the two people that put this on, where uh, Chris Ferguson. it was a stage video, obviously, but it, it kind of played a gag on Howard Weaver saying that he got him unbanned from iRacing. Dude, you have to go watch uh, it if you haven't seen it. You have to go watch it. It's like a 15-minute video of Howard just freaking out, thinking that Chris like got him. <laughs> Chris plays it so well. Dude, should be an actor. Really and truly, Chris Ferguson should go be an actor, because that, that video was comedy gold. I laughed my tail off watching it. What's that? Six pack sequel? <laughs> Six pack? Dude, that'd be freaking awesome. Dude. All right, who would be the main character? Chris Ferguson? Well, I mean, you said you. I was just naming a movie. Okay, well, if you could, if you could make a six pack sequel, 
Who in Matt Purge's mind would be the main character of the six pack sequel? Scott Bloomquist. Yes. Oh my that, and it fits the story well too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was thinking Jimmy Owens, but Jimmy's a little soft spoken for that. Maybe Jonathan Davenport. Well, I was uh, thinking because, you know, in, in the original movie, he's an older guy. Yeah, yeah. So That's why my, my head went to Jimmy Owens. Guy. Yeah, yeah or Dennis Herb Jr. or somebody, too. Yeah. If they could even act. Oh, I'm, Dennis I mean, Herb, is... that, he actually, yeah, changed my mind. Dennis Herb. Okay, okay. Definitely. Completely hypothetical, but it's right. Really? The one-man band, baby. Dennis Anyways, Herb. Hey, Dennis Herb's leading World of Outlaws points, too. Did you see that? yeah. That is, I, I, I'm so happy for him right now. I hope he has an, a, an amazing rest of his season. But let's get back let's to iRacing. Racing. <laughs> yeah, let's get back, let's get back to iRacing. I've done enough rambling for this episode. Uh, then we go into night two. Um, unfortunately, the, the league that I run, the Bluegrass uh, Pro Late Model Series, uh, we had, I think, two of the drivers that are, or three of the drivers that are in the series with me. Uh, they tried to get in. Uh, I believe it was Scott Fritz, Jesse Johnshred, and... Uh, the other one was uh, Cameron Marlowe. Marlowe made night two. He made it into one of the uh, the into the B main for night two. Unfortunately, didn't get in. But dude, that that hundred lap main event was crazy. If you guys had a it chance to like watch it, seventy laps, yeah, you know, caution free, laps, caution free on iRacing. That's impressive. Did you you watch the you watch the all the heats and the B features and all? You would not think that they went seventy something laps caution free. The 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 races before that were rough. Yeah, I didn't see none of that, but I I watched pretty much the whole feature. Yeah, the 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 uh the B's and the D means and all all that stuff. Those races were caution after caution, and for those guys to go seventy something laps, caution free was was entertaining to say the least. But how about it, Matt? Did you see there was a a big name uh, driver in the the iRacing community started way back in the field and kind of crept his way up there? Did you see Alex Bergeron in that race? Yeah. Dude, dude's a dude's a nut. Alex Bergeron is a mental case on the racetrack because he is just so fast. When it comes feature time, oh. there's nobody better than Alex Bergeron still, and he's been at the top of the iRacing game for years now. Dude is an absolute nut, and I love to watch him race. And you y'all asked me why I didn't try to run that race. A, I'm not good on open setups. B, I'm not good in super light models. And C, I can't deal with people like that. Because they would absolutely blow me out of the water. I'd be lapped by lap two. So that's that. Uh, Lake Majoris and Dylan Hauser did have a good epic race. battle. Epic battle. Awesome. I was just about it, to get it, to that. Those first sixty it got, laps, it got got a little sketchy there at the end. It did. It did. Which but, Dylan Hauser, and I'm sorry for jumping ahead, but Dylan Hauser, he ain't no joke. Mm -hmm. I not at all. He, yeah, he that dude is fast. Dude, yeah, Dylan Dylan Hauser is lightning quick too. It, again, I think he he won the uh, the icebreaker that you did a couple years ago. Did he not? Mm -hmm. No, no. Rick won that. He um, I think he got took out or something, or oh. had a disagreement with the admins and got kicked or something. I, oh, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I I think Drop he got I think he got wrecked and just called it a night. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, so Hauser, unfortunately, after that lap 70-something restart, went kind of backwards. Bergeron comes up, takes position number two. But uh, your winner from, from green to checker 
was uh, Blake Majulis. I think it was the second year in a row there for Majulis, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. So that, dude, that's huge. $6,000 off of a, a, simula- a video game simulation. Did you even imagine? Like- oh, you think that's impressive? There's a Facebook page that I follow, and they posted total earnings called Sim Fans Racing League, I think. And they posted total earnings, right? Can you guess how much the guy who had the most, how much he had? Mm, let's see if I can give a good guess here. Uh, so it's iRacing. Now, this is l- l- last year. I, it doesn't say if it's this year, last year, total earnings. So total earnings. Total earnings. Let's see. That's all it said was total earnings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to go kind of high here. Uh, hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. Really? We're going higher or lower? All right, I'll just go ahead and give it to you to save time. Sure. Okay. Four hundred and ninety-six thousand dollars. Imagine off of racing? a half a million off of i racing. That would be. I wouldn't have to go to work. And here's the kicker: there was there was a guy that had three hundred thousand. You had like two or three people that had two hundred thousand. Then you had like five or six people that had a hundred thousand and five figures. And then, you know, a guy, some of the people might know around here, John Ruggiero Jr. He's one thirty eight hundred, yep. and he was that towards the bottom of the list. But speaking of John, he, he also, he did make the spring fling by the way. Yeah, he I did. That was pretty cool. John, John yeah. made the spring fling. Um, and I've, I've always, I love watching John race six Oh twos, man. That, that dude is a different animal when it comes to six Oh twos. Oh yeah. And He's good in a six oh four too. Speaking of six oh twos, they're they're racing at Charlotte right now. I believe are they running tonight? Who's running tonight? Six oh twos. Six oh twos running tonight. Uh, Bear McDowell, who runs with my buddy Walter's uh, GM Performance six oh two late model series, he actually went to Victory Lane at the dirt track at Charlotte last night. So huge props to uh, to Baron and company. Um, Super late models did race last night at Charlotte. I want and you to go over was, who who started on pole though first. Uh, I don't know who did start on pole, Matt. Was it Scott hmm, Bloomquist? Black Sunshine. Yes, sir. And Scott Bloomquist. That, that wasn't no fluke. He's. I, I think he's back for real now. I honestly, I kind of do too. Scotty B is making the comeback of the century right now. But he was outdueled. You saw. Seriously, so thing about Bloomquist. Yeah. If he's on the bottom. He's not going to go to the top. And it, Scott's always been a guy, every time I see him race, he wants to run the bottom. He's not yeah. a he's not a rip-the-lip kind of guy. But Madden, Chris Madden was I, I'm glad someone from flying. South Carolina won it. That, that is true. I am I am glad that somebody from South Carolina won it as and, well. And all the people, I think we had three of the, the Carolinas had three of the top five. Who was the rest of the top five? Oh, I didn't. Come on. <laughs> He's gonna go look it up real quick. Right. So yeah, they're they're actually racing uh right now as we're recording this uh for night number two of the, the Colossal one hundred. The only other races that we saw this past weekend um were I believe the Southern National Series was running somewhere and the Southern All Stars was running as well. So I'm going to pull up those two real quick. Let's see if Matt found anything. Um, I haven't. He has not. All okay. I'm, well, all I'm let me look at it real quick. Chris, Chris Madden wins. Chris Madden, Scott Bloomquist, Jonathan Davenport, Ross Bales, Chris Ferguson, top five. Yeah, there you go. 
Message. How did you not find that? And it was literally like one click for me. Come on, Matt. I'm sorry. I I searched XR and it didn't. I was looking for a rundown, but it, it didn't give one. Ah, uh, okay. Well, let me see if I can find the other super stuff. Obviously, Ultimates got rained out at Lancaster. They got rained out Friday night at at Lawrence too. So there wasn't that super late model racing this past weekend. The Southern All Stars were at. Uh, we're at I fifty five or I seventy five, and I do not see who won that race as well. Guess who's got quick time right now? At Charlotte, who's that? Scott Bloomquist. Oh man, by, I might have to break out the old tenths. XR account. By two tenths. Guess who's in second? Oh my god, Chris Ferguson. No, cousin. Johnny. No, Carson. Oh, Carson Ferguson. I was like, when you said Carson, I was like, your cousin? Johnny's there? What? Well, right now it's Scott Bloomquist, Carson Ferguson, Kenny Collins, Chris Ferguson, Parker Martin, Anthony Sanders, Jonathan Davenport, Jensen Ford, Vic Hill, Derek Ramey, Dustin Mitchell, Chase Briscoe, Dean Bowen, G.R. Smith, Kyle Bronson, Brandon Smith, Tim Vance, Cameron Marlar, John Henderson, Kyle Strickler. But Kyle All right, Strickler so we're, we're recording this while they're doing qualifying. Who's your pick to win that race tonight? They're, they're still... Going out because Kyle Strickler and Dalton Wilson are going out right now, and well, Kyle Larson. Um, either way, who's your pick to win tonight? I got to go with Scotty B. Oh boy, Dalton Wilson jumps up to six. That's pretty cool. All right, so you're gonna go with Scott Bloomquist for the Thursday portion of the Colossal One Hundred. Kyle Larson got quick time. Daggone! Oh, you you spoke too soon. You said Scott Bloomquist. I'm going I, I'm to go. Dalton Wilson. Dalton Wilson, a third. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. Dalton Wilson, so much potential. Uh, good luck to him tonight. Uh, we're running out of time here, Matt. So I'm going to yeah. go with, let's see here. Who who would I go with? Mm, let's go with Kyle Stike. We're going Jonathan Davenport uh, tonight yeah. at Charlotte. I think he's going to get it done. He was good last night. He's going to be better tonight. Neither of us said Chris Madden back-to-back, so, I mean, we might both be wrong. Chris Madden was rolling. Uh, so, yeah, Charlotte tonight. Uh, coming to you this weekend, let's see who's in action here. Sumter Speedway, they'll be in action. You'll find me there. You won't find Matt there because he's uh, packing up and going somewhere. I'll let him talk about that in a second. Sumter Speedway, we're racing. We got the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models in the house. Already got 20 cars confirmed for that one, so you guys need to be there to watch it. 3150 Wedgefield Road, come see me. Uh, tell them at the gate you're looking for me, and they'll tell you where I'm at, and you might can come meet me. If you want to come meet me, come on. Uh, we got the we got some open wheel modifieds from the uh, American Racer Modified Tour coming. Six local divisions as well. Night's going to be crazy. Um, is Lakeview racing this weekend, Matt, or are they taking it off? I'm not sure. They I, are racing I this weekend. They are. They're, they're running the, uh, the Pawpaw oh, Man yeah, right. right. uh, open wheel special. They're going to um, have junior sprints there, too. They're going to have junior sprints. They're going to have the Carolina Sprint Tour. They're going to have uh, open wheel modifieds. All kind of stuff going to be at Lakeview. So that's no going to be a good show. At all. Yep. No fenders this weekend at Lakeview Motor Speedway. No fenders uh, allowed. So not not my kind of racing, but uh, but but cool. I, I actually I think they're gonna have street stock show this weekend too, Matt. Uh, so there will there will be fenders. No other fenders. No other. Fenders. Uh, oh, 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 modifies have rear fenders. Come on. No front fenders. No front fenders. Gotcha. Okay. No front. Take the front <laughs> fenders off of a street stock and run it. and See what happens. Good lord. Um, see who else is racing. Cherokee's off this weekend. They got a big seventy five hundred to win street stock race coming up next weekend. Obviously Charlotte. Here, I'll let you talk, Matt. Where will Matt Prison be racing at this weekend? All right. 
So it was a tough decision between Sumpter and Charlotte. And you made the wrong one. Seeing as Charlotte doesn't race as often as Sumpter, I felt that it was I need the more I need more experience on Charlotte because we went last year and we were like two spot two or three spots out from making the race. And I feel like we're in a better situation now than we were last year. A whole lot better situation. Everything's just about different on that car. And better looking wrap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I feel like we might can go up there, you know, if I have to make the field, I feel like I can. Um maybe if from a stroke of luck, um, you know, run mid pack front. Who knows? I don't know. You you don't know unless you try. And again, I like, you know, because there's going to be big names there in the 604s. And I like yes. being the, I like being, again, the support, support classes for bigger races and also being the uh, minnow in a shark tank. Yeah, it's small fish in a very big pond. I mean, you got all the potential in the world. You could Don't easily, get me wrong. easily Don't get me make wrong. that feature. I'd, I'd still be like that in, at the Blue Ridge race at Sumter. Sure, yeah. But a lot, a lot more time, even of a it's, it's field. a bigger Charlotte's a bigger track that I'm not as familiar with. Very true. Ed, I mean, best of luck to you. I know I'll be uh, following along. Um, hey, on your way to Charlotte, uh, if you pass by here, come get your GoPro. Yeah, <laughs> you probably should because I I've been holding on to it for what four or five weeks now. Yeah, longer I mean, than that probably. I know a guy that you could ship it through with UPS. Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send or you a two-for-one special. Or Cody. Yeah, or Cody. Or anybody else that works there. I know a million people who work at UPS. Um, yeah. So, yeah, do did we, did we miss on any topics, or do you want to add anything real quick? I mean, we didn't really have any set topics. I mean, we, we pretty much said before we started recording, we get, we just going to ramble, and that's exactly what we did. Yeah, this was kind of a ramble episode, just mainly the fact there wasn't much racing going on. I think Cochran did run, and one of our local guys, Cameron Holloway. So I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Cameron. I believe this is going to be his fourth or fifth different track he's won at this year. Um, one at Lakeview, one at Sumter, one at Cochran. When it's Fayetteville, so I think that's four. If there's one that I'm missing, uh, they'll let me know this weekend because they'll see me at something, or hopefully, maybe not going to something, I don't know, but hopefully they'll see me this weekend. Um, so Cameron won at Cochran. Obviously, East Alabama uh, race, they ran the Southern National Tour, I believe. Um, let's see if I can search East Alabama real quick and get you guys on your way. Where uh, oh yeah, heck yeah, Brandon Overton won the Southern National Series race at East Alabama. How could I forget? Ashton Winger second, Michael Page third, uh, Carson Ferguson who leads that point series right now. He finished fifth. And how about let's see, Joseph Joyner, oh hunt the front coming in strong with the twelfth place finish there. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and I think that's about everything that we've got to cover here. Matt, anything else real quick before we let them go? Yes, uh, they got Group 2 qualifying at Charlotte right now. Okay. Quick time. Uh, Joseph Joyner. Really? So oh, I mean, only six cars have qualified. But okay. of those six cars in second place, you got Ben Watkins. Hey, holding it he, down he for Lancaster. Ain't but two tenths off. Then you got Ricky Weiss. 
Weiss, Weiss. Will Harrington, Mason okay. Ziegler, then oh, then uh, Jason Garver, and then Jimmy Owens. Mm, now, a lot of big me, names there. We might have been wrong on both of our picks. Let me tell you this. Guess who just grabbed quick time? Who's that? Right as I was saying that when I was like, ooh, Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith? Quick time. Wow. He turned up. Oh, my God. That's that just, would be that's another. That's that would be another good uh that would be another good proponent for uh uh Brewster Baker and okay, yeah, him too. But let me <laughs> yeah, tell you Jeff this. Smith. He's got quick time over Kyle Larson too. Like, really? Right now he's the fastest Shout out to Jeff Smith. model there. That Shout is out to Jeff Smith, man. Jeff Smith's an Carolina Clash animal. boy. <laughs> yeah, Carolina Clash, Ultimate Super Late Models. Jeff's been all over the place. Uh what's going on now. But yeah. I might have to change my pick to him. <laughs> nah, too late. We're already locked in. We're already locked in. Already locked in. I mean, Jeff right, Smith would I'm be done. a great one to see win. So, uh, yeah. Race Matt, monitor off. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, Matt cut race monitor off. I think that's going to do it here. I've been talking all night. <laughs> Thank you guys for uh, checking out uh, episode number five of Talking Dirt. If you if you haven't, you could go back on YouTube and watch the race that I'm going to be in tonight with the Bluegrass Prolate Model Series um, racing at uh, the at Volusia. So that's going to be a blast. Hope you guys uh, came into the chat and cheer for me last night because we're, we're releasing this on uh, on Friday morning and it is currently Thursday night. So, uh, yeah, other than that, go catch some local racing wherever you're at this weekend. doesn't matter where you are. I'm sure the dirt will be flying somewhere. Uh, if you're in the area, come see me at Sumter. If you're in that area, go see Matt at Charlotte. And for Talking Dirt, I've been Ryan Williams along with Matt Pridgen. We'll catch you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night. See you guys.